just in the middle of this child with a Hey, this is Let's Chop It Up with Zaz, and today we got a special guest, man. This man right here is a staple, a legend, a pioneer, one of my idols, man. The reason why I want to rap, you know what I mean? I'm talking about Domingo, man. Domingo, the producer. What's up, brother? My dude, I'm chilling, kid. Thank you for even like asking me to do this with you, bro. You know, like I was telling you. I pay attention quietly and I see you doing your thing. And when you hit me up, I was like immediately like, let's go, bro. I'm with it. Let's go. You know, so thank you. Thank you, though. You know what I mean? For recognizing, you know. Uh, You're welcome, man. I really appreciate you, man. I wanted to bring you up here because you're, you're such an important person in my life, personally. Okay. And and I'm saying that because, you know, being proud, right, as mm-hmm. a Latin, as a Latino, right? No doubt. Every time you heard KRS-One say, Domingo, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, that's what's up, man. Big Daddy Kane, Domingo. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, no doubt. Is, man, it's it's amazing, man. From you doing all that and. I honestly don't know if you remember everybody that you worked with, but you, you, <laughs> you rub shoulders with everybody. Yes, I, I definitely did. Definitely did. I, I've seen, I've seen the history of a lot of artists, you know, and, and, you know, from Nas, you know, like me, me, me in a tragedy, bringing them to my friend, my homeboy, uh, his name is Flex. Uh, to East New York, to East New York, to his basement, and I played Nas beats before he was working on Illmatic. This is when Nas was a young kid, and, and even when I see Nas, I be like, "Yo, you you remember that?" And he started laughing, like, "Yeah, I remember that." It was more like we kind of kidnapped him, you know what I'm saying? Grabbed him, we drove <laughs> over to Vernon, grabbed him, put him in my car, drove to East New York with him and shit. So I've seen history. I mean, man, I was with um. Large Professor in Power Play when he did the Peer Pressure remix for Mob Deep's first album. You know, wow. I know Prodigy, God bless that Prodigy, I know him since he was like maybe 14. You know, so I've been around, man. I mean, I'm I'm 51 now. So, you know, I've seen a lot, heard a lot, been around a lot, you know? Definitely. Yeah, you definitely was there, man. I mean, we we can go on to name a few Daz effects. Immortal Technique, Rakim, Kooji yeah. Rap, yeah. Eminem, and the great Big Pun, man. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Big Pun. That was my dude, man. In your life, in your career, what's the number one thing that comes to mind as soon as you think about your career, your music career? Um, I got to say it's, it's, it's the fact that, you know, I was 16 and I was, you know, growing up in East New York, Brooklyn. East New York, Brooklyn was definitely Homicide Central, like J. Rue, the Damages, labeled it. And, you know, if you came out of East New York, you considered a survivor. You know what I'm saying? Like, many of my friends are dead. Many, many, many of my friends are dead. So, 
you know, I think back like I, I my friend Junior drove me to BLS radio station to hand Molly Mall my demo tape because I was rapping. And I think back like, what if I didn't do that? Like, what if my friend Junior didn't go inside, get his father's keys for the car and <laughs> said, get in the car. I'm taking you to BLS. And he took me up there. So what if he didn't do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. And, and he did it. And, and you know, the rest is history. And to this day, I thank Molly Maul. Every, every time, not every time I speak to him, but every now and then, you know, I'll catch him off guard and be like, yo, thanks, bro. And he'd be like, what you, what? Thanks, what? Yo, thank you for giving Domingo life in the music business. And he'll always look at me and go, shut up already. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, no, nah, I reflect. I reflect back on a lot of things, man, you know. And I'm I'm blessed and I'm grateful for everything, you know. I don't take it I don't take it uh, for granted, you know. That's why I don't have a problem helping artists get on or help give people advice, because you know what, I was in their shoes before, you know, and and, and I'm grateful that I was able to do what I'm doing, you know. Not many people get a chance to do what they want to do in life, and I got lucky. Yeah, that's that's. That's amazing. You do use your platform to help, to help yeah, us as much know. as I can. You know what I'm saying? Because if if um if I don't do it or or or, or another peer don't do it, who's gonna do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's gonna teach these kids? Like, yo, you know, these record labels is ripping you off. I understand. You know, you do it for the money, and it's cool. Cause I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I never did it. Yeah, I got money from record labels, so I'm I'm a victim of it too. You know what I'm saying? So if I could drop knowledge to one of these kids and be like, Yo, you can do X Y Z rather than A B C and still get the same result, and you know, and, and live your life independent and do it that way. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you came on. You came on the scene on in 1997. Nah, I've been no? on the scene since 1987. 1987. Just nobody, nobody really knew about me. You know, till, okay. Till, till <laughs> um, till actually, I worked with uh Main One, the rapper Main One, on okay. his album Birth of a Ghetto Child, and that was in 1993, 94, something like that. And I worked with Rock Kim in '94. And but before that, I was down with House of Hits with Molly Maul. So like okay. I, I assisted. I'm not gonna sit here and say I produced records for Molly Maul. I assisted Molly in some albums. Like, you know, I I assisted in the Arrest of President remix for Trash. Um, I assisted in Craig G's second album. You know, I don't ever take credit for something I didn't do. But I've been around since then. And um so 1990, 90, I said 9394 main one. And I met Fat Joe there in the session for the, the the song El Gran Combo. And from there, Joe took a liking to the beat. We clicked in the studio. And Joe was like, yo, I'm working on my second album, Jealous Ones Envy. Yo, I'm gonna need you on that album. And then from there, you know, songs I did there, met KRS in the studio doing that album. Nice. KRS. Yo, I like the beats, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> gave him a beat tape, because back then it was beat cassettes. Wasn't beat no cassettes. CDs. Yeah. And, and, and gave that to KRS. He picked the beat for the MC. And then 
he gave that same cassette to Channel Live. Mm. And then Channel Live picked beats. And then I flew down to Georgia to the, I don't know if it was Jack the Rapper or the Gavin Convention. And I ran into Shaquille O'Neal's manager at the time, my man, Kevin Mitchell. And he's like, yo, Shaq is working on his album. Can't Stop the Rain. He heard what you did with Fat Joe. He's inviting you to his birthday party in D.C. He would like for you to attend his birthday party in D.C. Bet. Let's do it. Go down to D.C. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at Shaq's birthday party. You know what I'm saying? How about that? Shaq Shaq sees me. He calls me over. Yo, Domingo, what's up? I'm like, yo, I'm just standing there, like, looking at this dude, like, yo, this is nuts. Yo, real, real shit, like, it's, it's, it's crazy because I can remember when I was on the plane heading to Shaq's house in Orlando. Mm. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, I'm on my way to Shaquille O'Neal's house. This is crazy. Ain't that you know what I'm saying? And then, and then being I was a little fucking troublemaker. I'm sorry, can I curse? No, nah, yeah, you good, you good. Okay. Being, 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 you know, I was such a fucking troublemaker, a little <laughs> asshole when I was young. My moms did not believe all this was happening. My moms oh. were for M- my moms were for NYPD. So when she seen me pulling up in the Q45 and all this shit, she was like, What are you doing? Then when I told her I was going to Shaquille O'Neal house, she was like, Yeah, right. And then when I was down there, <laughs> She's my my younger brother. Shaq is his like idol, so it happened to be my brother's birthday, and my mom's was like, "Can you have Shaq talk to your brother?" I happened to be sitting right in front of Shaq when my mom's called me, and I said, "Yeah, he's right here," and she's like, "Yeah, right." I said, "Yo, can you do me a favor, dude? My little brother's gonna get on the phone, wish him a happy birthday." He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that moment, my mom's realized like, "Oh shit, this is it's real." For real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, so yeah, when I reflect, I mean, yo, dude, like, I, I, I had, I had a, before COVID, I had a deal on the table with Simon and Schuster to write a, a book about my career. And then, um, wow. like, they, they put it on hold because of COVID, but then all these uh, Donald Trump books are coming out, and they really put me on hold because that shit makes money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Books about that dude. But, then they wanted me to do a book and ask me about negativity in the music game. And the last thing I'm going to do is going to tell about, oh, yeah, I've seen this artist do that. Oh, yeah, I've seen this. I'm not doing that, bro. You yeah. know, I, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot, brother. Trust me when I tell you. Good and bad, I've seen a lot. But it's not for me to stand there and tell people's business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. They'll do anything to get the ratings, to get the the hookup, all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm not doing that. There, there's there's somebody called Superhead that did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Superhead, that's I right. I ain't doing that shit. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. And I am not I am not gonna be no fucking male superhead for nobody. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, you got that I right. I don't care how much money they offer me. Nah. I ain't man. doing it. You know it's what I'm saying? Because, it, man. because then then my peers are gonna look at me like, yo, we can't even talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that because it's true. That that's what happens, man. So yeah, Domingo, bro. man, how 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 you do it? You know, manage all these years and staying relevant to this day. Because to this day, I still see artists produced by Domingo. Yeah, I mean, 
don't know. <laughs> Man, brother. I don't, I don't really got an answer for that one, bro. I don't, I, I don't know. It's like there's, there's so much out there. I mean, there's a lot out there that people probably haven't released, you know? And I mean, I'm sitting on stuff that I haven't released, you know? Like, I got unreleased KRS song. I got unreleased Joel Ortiz, unreleased Chris Rivers, unreleased Token. Uh, man, I got a lot of stuff, bro. And it's just me personally, I got to be motivated to to make a beat now. Like, and it's not that I feel like, okay, I'm beyond this because I'm not, but I'm so busy running the media famous company that people ask me to do beats and I'm like, yo, dude, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I got to be inspired, man. And And to be honest, like a lot of these rappers don't inspire me at all, you know? Yeah. I'm into lyrics. I'm into lyricism. You know, like, like, let me hear some crazy shit and then I'll be motivated, you know? Okay, okay. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, you know, people don't, a lot of people don't know. The true hip-hop heads, they understand and they know that you have several albums. Like, mm-hmm. and yes. you put it, and you put it down because a lot of those songs on them, Jones, even made it to radio. And you had yes, that underground yes, sound always. Yeah, you always yeah. kept the real with the underground sound, even with the yeah. artists that were up there in the highest levels. You always yeah. kept it real. No, real shit. Like when, when the artists needed some hitting street sound and shit, the labels would call me. Like, yo, we need, we need uh such and such. Um, we need like uh like Chub Rock. We need a remix for Chub Rock, but we need that that shit. And they call me. I'm not even bullshitting you. Like, I used to have the hardest drums in the industry at that time. Like, the, I, I did a remix for Heavy D that never came out. Wow. Never. I think because maybe, I think because maybe that shit was hard. Bro. It was too hard. Nobody, yeah, nobody ever heard Heavy, but they loved it. I got paid for it, but it never came out. And I don't even have a copy of that shit. You know what, what, what exists that has not come out and I've asked her for copy a copy of it just to listen to i did a song with lady of rage and nate dog before he passed and mm. and that shit is bananas wow. but i had i had a copy of it right and because i didn't want nobody to get it like like let's say god forbid somebody gets him a hard drive so i labeled it something that i just don't remember what i labeled. you don't remember like i i even screwed myself over on that so I, and I've been asking Lady of Rage to send me the the copy, but I mean I get it. If she don't send it, it's cool. But it, it's that song is bananas, bananas. Bananas, I can imagine, yeah. man. And and you know I get a lot of West Coast love. A lot of people don't know. I'm like I'm tight with a lot of West Coast artists and stuff. And my sound, what what I can say about myself is I know I'm very diverse. Like. If KRS needs an MC, I got him. You know what I'm saying? And then Angie Martinez needs a Suavemente. I got her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you compare the two songs, totally different. Totally different. You know what I'm saying? So that I know, and I believe it's because of my Latino background. Yes. That I'm very, I'm very diverse in music, you know? And I just don't sample just anything. And if, if people paid attention... So a lot of my beats, they're all Latin inspired. A lot of them. You can a hear lot. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like the MC is a Latin sample. 
that's a Latin sample. People just, whoever knows, knows, but it's a Latin record. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, that's just, just been my forte. Domingo, man, them <laughs> beats is insane, bro. Still to this day, I'm Thank like, you, yo, bro. this is crazy. So for you to have, for yeah. you to be in front of me, man, that's, it's, it's amazing, man. It definitely is amazing. Nah, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate so, it. So, so yeah, man, to name a few, Behind the Doors of the 13th Floor, The Difference, The Most Underrated, you have some, to me, you had something to prove on that one. You felt like you had something oh, to prove on that, underrated? uh, The Most Underrated. The Most Underrated? You know what I mean? Yeah, I did. Because you, you, you right. came, you, you came right. like you was ready to knock heads off with them beats. Yo, yo, because you know what, dude? It's like, I, I start. I sat back and I thought, okay, Premier's my dude. I have a lot of love for Premier. I have a lot of love for Large Professor, Diamond D, Pete Rock, all the greats. I got a lot of love for them. But I did do a lot of work just like them. And why am I not mentioned in these names? And I said to myself, I'm probably the most underrated. And that's how I came with that title. Because a lot of people would say, like, I would see lists in magazines. Who are some of the most underrated producers? And my name would fall in there. So that's where I got it. And then I seen a, a, a MC Search interview where he, they asked him, who's your top five producers? And I was number one on his list. Mm. And that surprised, the, that surprised the shit out of me. I'm not even going to lie. I never knew Search really liked my stuff like that. And me and Search are very tight. We've been tight for years. But he's never told me that. <laughs> you know amazing. what I'm saying? That's amazing. So, so that that flattered the shit out of me when I seen that, and I was like, "Wow, MC Search," you know. So that's where the title came from because I'm never one to get online and be like, "Yo, why nobody mentions me? Why?" But I felt like, "Why nobody mentions me?" <laughs> because I'm the most underrated. The most so underrated. So let's roll with that title. Fuck it. You know and that's okay, and that's okay, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And man. then I believe after that, I took a hiatus on making albums, and then I came with same game, new rules. Yeah, right after, like, like literally 2015, and and um, I call it. I um, I said with that one, it's the same game, meaning it's the same hip hop game, but the new rules are, you know, the streaming, the uh. The whole, you know, everything that changed everything. in the game, you know. So, so it's like I had to watch him call it. I had to like sit back and absorb it all, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a blessing, man. So, when you were making the big pun, the dream shatterer. Yeah. What what was going through your head during that during that time frame? What did you specifically do it for him, or was it something that you yeah. had already on deck? Nah, I literally made that beat in like five minutes. I was messing around on the ASR 10. Oh. I was, yeah, I literally was messing around the ASR 10 and I came across the sample and I watched him call it. I sampled it, made the beat, and then I gave Pun, when we was in the studio with Joe, we were doing success and I gave Pun the, um, the tape and I said to him, Yo, here's some beats, you know, whatever. Because Pun, Pun rapped for me way before he ever came out. Like, I knew about Pun. That's when he was Big Moondog. Big Moondog. And, 
And on that tape was the beat for Dream Shatterer. And Pun loved it. Like he was like, yo, this beat right here is the one, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then and then, you know, he rapped some shit to it. And then there was another beat. He picked two beats. And then and then um there was another beat that I heard the demo of it and and he whatchamacallit. He played it for me. Wait, so 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 anyway, so um Pun played this other demo for me that he did. And I had asked his wife Liza, I think last year, if she has any cassettes of his demos because um I know I know it it exists and I know. So so Pun told me, yo, you know, keep this beat for me. Don't ever sell it. And I was like, I made that shit in five minutes. I really wasn't thinking about yeah, selling yeah. it or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I left it alone, never touched it. And then they did Dream Shatter. The original Dream Shatter was done by Buck Wow. And then okay. they couldn't clear the sample for Barry White because Puffy had just used it for Black Rob. And um, so they couldn't clear that sample. And Pun called me to Access Studios. He's like, yo, you still got the beat I told you? Please tell me you didn't sell that beat. Because I, I was on fire selling beats at that time. Selling beats. But, but to be honest with you, bro, I totally forgot about the beat because I really, <laughs> like I said, I made it in five minutes. So it was not one of my favorite beats, I would say. It was just like something I whipped together, you know? So he watched him call it. He's like, yo, I'm in Axis Studios. Come down right now, bro. Jump in the cab, do whatever you got to do. And I went down and he handed me the DAT for Dream Shatterer. He, and he explained everything in a slide. And when I got home, I popped the DAT in and no tempo changed, no nothing. The beat just fit the vocals perfect. And then I showed it to him. He said, yo, we're using it for the album. I said, all right, cool. And then um, we went into the, uh, I think it was the cutting room, and Pun redid the vocals. And he did the shit in one take. Wow. And I sat there, I sat there looking at him. He came, yeah, I'll never forget, he came out the booth. He sat in the couch. He was talking to me, and he fell asleep. He just fell right asleep. Wow. And I was turned around and I was with the engineer Nasty. And um we would we were fucking with the song and then like Pun woke up out of nowhere and just kept the conversation going like he never fell asleep. <laughs> and then he and then he and then he got up and he left, you know? What? And so so he um yeah, he got up and left. And I was like, yo, I and then they kept it on the album, and the album came out. The album, the album actually went almost triple platinum. I don't understand why RIAA only says one million. I don't understand that. But yeah. I remember, I remember he did two point three million. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever happened there, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, so I mean Trying yeah, to fool it. yeah, but but um. Yeah, I mean the pun the pun situation was, you know, I'm grateful because he gave me my first platinum plaque. And that's one of my goals that I had when I came into the game was a gold and platinum plaque. And then my other goal was to have my music play on the speakers in Madison Square Garden, like for wow. a concert. And um it wasn't Madison Square Garden, but it was National Coliseum big enough. And big the enough, KRS yeah. did the M yeah, KRS did the MC in a BC Boys concert. And and that shit blew me away. So wow. That's crazy. And a lot of people don't know, man. 
You also produce on the side too. You do stuff like soundtracks. You did yes. the 2001 Oz uh, soundtrack, right? Yes, you also uh, you also did um, the theme song. Yeah, the theme song for Oz. And you also did the soundtrack for uh, Bernie Bernie Mac. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, I did music in the in the pilot episode of Bernie Mac. Um, I did Adventures in Hollywood, Three Six Mafia show. I did. Um, I did a Jeep commercial, Nike commercial for Europe. Um, I did uh, something in the Bones movie, the Snoop Dogg movie Bones. Okay, I Bones. A, yeah. A small, a small part in uh, Carlito's way, and I mean small. <laughs> okay, okay. But but is there? I did uh, one tough cop, the movie. Um, man, shit, and then uh, I mean a gang of TV shows, like three hundred and twelve TV shows. Wow. Oh yeah, I did. I did a uh, um, David Blaine Street Magic. Um, his other like a few of David Blaine stuff I scored music in. Um, cause I had, I had what was called a blanket deal with Viacom and MTV. So it's like, whenever they needed music, they would hit me up like, yo, we need music for this, that, that, that. And then, um, I was being managed for that part of the business by a a great gentleman named Larry Robinson and his wife, Lynette Jenkins out in, um, in California, in Hollywood. And, um, they still, they still rep me every now and then when I need something out there, you know? But he he was the one that hooked up the Oz thing and all of that. Man, that's nice. Because that's, like you said, that's well-rounded, man. Well-rounded. Yeah, so listen. Gotta, you, yeah. No, okay. What you was going to say? Now, all I was going to say was you got to spread your wings in the music business. You do. That's it. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Because that, yep. that increases more chances of you making money, you know, to take care of your family, oh, yeah. put yourself yeah. out there. Definitely. You know, so listen, yeah. tell us, tell us a story about uh, a time that you were with KRS-One and you were producing for him. That's like, man, I can't believe that happened in front of me, man. <laughs> I mean, we did the whole Sneak Attack album in 10 hours. The whole thing. Recorded, mixed, mastered in 10 hours. What? And he said we would do it. I didn't believe him, but yeah, he did it. He definitely did it. And and the album was out like two weeks later, three weeks later, something. So I mean, I've seen. I mean, I've been around KRS for many years, you know. And he he's a he's an amazing artist. He's definitely one of them artists that he can blend into any type of music and get it done. And he's a workaholic, bro. Like he really had two rooms in the studio going. He would lay vocals, walk to the other room lay vocals and while he was in the other room we were mixing a song in the room he was just in so he was back and forth yeah yeah it was it was crazy it was crazy it was a crazy day because i didn't think we'd get it done and we did you know wow that's amazing man yeah bro that is definitely amazing now one of my favorite tracks of all time right are the boogie monsters is the track called the beginning of the end Right. Another Latin sample. I love it. Love that. And still to this day, I rock that song. It's it's in my That's playlist. Dope. All good. That's man, dope. How, how was it working with those guys, man? Or are you still in well, contact with them? Yeah, I'm still in contact with Mondo and Vex. The other two, I haven't spoken to them in years, but 
they I knew them because they were managed by Derek Jackson and Francesca Spiro. And Francesca Spiro and Derek Jackson managed me as well up at Rush Producer Management. So I met them through there and did the um Divine Mariner remix for them um on their first album. And then when they worked on this, the next album, they called me. It was like, yo, we need you. And I did uh, what I did, three songs in the album. And beginning of the end was one of them. And there they killed that shit. They killed it. Man, that joint is it's crazy. So, you know, when, I mean, doing all that and, 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 and really being successful, you still find a way to be an innovator, right? You went ahead and you were one of the first <laughs> producers you were uh, one of the first producers to sell beats online. Yes, me and Rockwaller. Me and Rockwaller were the first ones to sell beats online. The very first ones. And he made a lot of money. <laughs> I bet. He made more money than me. I mean, I made definitely a lot of money, but he definitely made more than me. You know? And That's and then sad. I went on, I went on to launch a website called Beats for Tunes. And then um, from there, um, I consulted my man, Abe Batson, the owner of BeatStars. So I was one of the consultants when BeatStars was being born. And oh, wow. I'm, very proud of, I'm very proud of his success, man. You know, when he landed on the Forbes list because of the little Nas X beat, I called him and was like, yo, dude, congrats, bro. You did it. And, you know, that's just, again, that's just how I am. I ain't calling him with my hand out, nothing. I say, yo, no. dog, you did it, dog. You did it. You on the Forbes list, kid. Mm. Like, I ain't never been on no freaking Forbes list. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, but, man. But, yeah, so, you know, I have my hands on a lot of stuff people don't know. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why, you know, I do a lot of stuff low-key in the industry. And I don't ever jump online and brag about it. I don't, I don't need to. You know, as long as the people I did it for that recognize and I know, then I'm good with it. I don't need to go on there and go, hey, I would I did this for Beat Stars. I did that for this one. I did yeah, you know yeah. what's real is real. It's like you raining on the raining on the parade. I know what you're yeah. saying, but as long as you know and you appreciate what you did and you know that you helped someone, you know, that's all you need, man. That's the biggest pay ever. See somebody else do good. Yes. It come right back to you, man. I really believe yes, it that. is. Yes, it is. And 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 the best part of it is seeing that person successful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like I see you successful. And even if even if you're not as successful as you thought you would be, at least I helped you get to a plateau. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And that's the most important. And that actually takes us to the platform they've you created that I personally use. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, you do. So I can vouch, vouch for it. You know what I mean? It's an amazing platform, easy to use. And what Thank I'm getting you, to, guys, are Media Famous. MediaFamous.com, yes. yes. That's a company that Domingo has worked hard and put out for us, uh, for us artists, to, to so us to be able to do things easier without having to go through the hula hoops. And they're right there. They got amazing service. You email them. It's crazy. They provide all kinds of services. Yeah, man. Tell, tell, tell the people about it. I get excited talking about it because <laughs> I tell people all the time. I'm like, yo, mediafamous.com, man, is right, ran right, by right. Domingo, man. Domingo owns that joint. Appreciate that. Tell yeah, the people. I mean, tell the people. I mean, mediafamous.com, 
is music distribution and artist services. If you go to DistroKid, you know, their distribution, but they are not media famous, you know what I'm saying? Media famous provides distribution worldwide. We distribute to countries you probably can't even pronounce. You know what I'm saying? Because even I can't pronounce them shits. But, you know, when we say worldwide, we worldwide. DistroKid does not distribute to Africa. You know what I mean? But we do, you know? And then we provide artist services, digital billboards, which right now as we speak, my man Pounds, for Pounds 448, he down there in Times Square mm. filming a video by the billboard we provided for him. For me, that media fans provided from. Also, as you see online, you know, my man Nems came with the Congo album, the Bing Bong shit. You know, Media Famous kind of stepped up and we boosted a little bit behind them and, you know, helped a little push with that. I'm not going to take responsibility that we blew him up. Nah, he blew up because he is who he is. But, you know, I did a little marketing for him with the billboard and all that. And then um, we got playlist promotion, real playlist promotion, real video promotion, real email blast to 50,000 music industry fans, Ooh. influencers, DJs, you name it. We hit them. So we are the number one. If you Google unlimited music distribution, we're number one. Right after all the ads, we're number one. You, you Google unlimited digital distribution. After the ads, we're number one. Distro Kids number three. And the reason why I'm using them as an example is because the main factor is Distro Kid is owned by a web tech dude. He got no music industry knowledge whatsoever. Mm. Media, fa media Famous is owned by me. 35 years in the music business, I know the game. I know the law. I know copyright law. I've helped artists fight it out with iTunes and with Apple and, and Spotify and stick up for them. Artists will tell you that. I mean, okay, I might not win all of them. <laughs> yeah, the arguments yeah. with them, but I have helped artists weave their way out of stuff. So we launched in 2019 and we grew to be the number one company, independent company right now. So much that I've had people coming at me to buy it lately and I'm not selling it. Media Famous is not for sale. You know what I'm saying? Like it was made for the independent artists in mind. And me being who I am, I always look out for the independent artists. I don't care for the corporates. I don't care for none of them. And they know it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here for the independent artists. It's only $9.95 for unlimited distribution. Unlimited Amazing. music for the year. Unlimited. You want to put out a thousand albums? Go do it. It's $10. That's it. And then you collect your money. You keep 100% royalties. And that is Media Famous. And we got the number one customer support. Yes, yes, indeed. Amazing, amazing help all the time. Yeah, man. So what's next for, 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 for Domingo, man? Man, listen. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go down to the South, man, and, and, <laughs> and live, live amongst the, uh, the dolphins in the water. You know what I mean? It's it's cold as shit over here. Well, it is. I bet. I bet it is. Oh, yeah, I bet you it in is. Philly. You in Philly yeah. up in the mountains, dude. It's freezing out here. Yeah, up you up there. Saying? You up there is very cold. Yeah, up there yeah, is very yeah, cold. Yeah. But but nah, I mean, just media famous is my baby, and 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 that's that's the main goal and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna keep it going until the wheels fall off. Yeah, man. Keep keep doing it. You know we're gonna be there behind you. Yes, you sir. Know. Thank you. And man. Always, always there, man. 
But yo, yes, man, sir. we appreciate you coming by, Domingo. Appreciate you, bro. And this Thank was Let's so Chop much. It Up. This was Let's Chop It Up yes, with Zaz. And we had Zaz. Domingo today, My man. My man, Zaz. Brakate. I like